Okay, let's start. Uh, hello. Um, we seem to be missing a point when we are trying to start the podcasts. Uh, every, Maybe there I, is no point. Every other podcast has a fancy, in-your-face, uh, nice uh, start of the podcast. We are just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to come up with something American, something happy, go lucky, uh, let's I, make it. No, I had a bunch of uh, guys from uh, Italy this week on training. They were super interesting, very nice uh, bunch of people. And I was teasing them all the time. Pizza, good pizza. Maybe we should do something Italian English. It doesn't have to be American. But I'm doing the Balkan English. That's even so better. Slav, so Slav, Russian Slav, English. The Slav, the Slav English. No, no, Russian English. Slavish. Slavish, oh, uh, whatever. Okay, so let's let's go back to the topic that we always cover. Let's go back to the artificial intelligence. You are our end-user AI enthusiast. I am becoming an enthusiast because uh, right now it seems that everybody and his uh, close family need to have their own AI. No, they don't. Uh, Microsoft has, at the time that we are recording this, Microsoft has uh, showcased the chat AI uh, part of the Bing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Google has made a blunder with uh, their Bard. Uh, that is supposed to be something that should be uh, a competition to Microsoft's uh, product. Mm-hmm. But they got to a extremely rocky start because the first thing that they did in the first introductory video was to basically showcase that the AI has no idea what it's talking about. So, basically, so just like chat, chat GPT at times. Yes, basically. Basically what they did is they did in fact check the uh, AI and they made the typical user mistake of actually believing what AI is, AI is saying. So uh, they got wiped on the stock market. Uh, they lost something like a hundred billion dollars in one day. And this wasn't a happy, happy uh, thing for them. As if you care. Then the AI, on the AI front, we also got the AI uh, competitor from China. Okay. Baidu uh, introduced their own AI. So right now we are up to our necks in AIs, uh, either working ones or uh, introdu- uh, ones that are introduced and we are going to uh, later see what they can do. Okay. But, have, my, but I... my question for today, mm-hmm. my question for today and my topic for today is what do we need from the AI? What do... what is the end user expecting what is AI going to do? What does a regular user need AI for? Yes, but what also what the, does the regular user expect the AI to do? Mm-hmm. Because right now, people are used to searching the web. So they're searching for some sort of a top, some sort of topic. They're searching for materials, whatever. Uh, are we going to expect the AI to become better in searching that uh, current search engines are? Mm-hmm. What is going to happen with all the cities, uh, Google's, Alexa's, Alexa's of the world? Because right now... Bixby's. Yes, because I think that right now, uh, when it comes to numbers, uh, Apple, uh, Amazon, and Google have probably something, probably in the billions of units of uh, assistants that are able to uh, 
intelligently talk to you. And in the last couple of years, let's say last five or six years, they seem to be doing a, a good job. And then uh, once this AI showed up, basically we are seeing that the whatever Google and Alexa are doing is half a job at best. So what are people expecting? What do you think that people are expecting from the AI? I have uh, one more wish for this podcast because I am much less of any kind of user of this technology than you are in general sense. You've lately been adopting uh, Windows 11 based features for uh, dictation and whatnot in and office, uh, blah, blah, blah. I am not a user of any of that. I played with ChatGPT a little bit, but that's it. Never used Alexa, never used Bixby, never used Siri or whatnot. So I'm really interested in what you're going to say to me uh, in terms of why would I even want to use it and why do I need it for? So today I'm going to be your faithful sidekick, lame dude, who is asking for an explanation in terms of why would I even consider it? Okay, but what I think is the Okay, let's first define expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not a regular user. You okay. are probably closer to the regular user than you think you are because mm-hmm. you are, even with your limited uh, experience with the AI, you are probably much more experienced than a regular regular Joe out there. This is the mm-hmm. first thing. The second thing is that if we are expecting that uh, AI is going to do something uh, for us that we still don't know about, I think that this is completely misplaced. Okay. Because what I am expecting, okay, what I I have no expectations whatsoever. I have one expectation. Mm -hmm. This expectation is that uh, what we are now using as, as assistants, so Alexa, Siri, uh, and all the other guys. Uh, uh, I'm talking to uh, talking about Google because Alexa and Siri have the name. Uh, Google doesn't have the name for the assistant. They're calling Google, call assistant. Going Google assistant. And now we have we seem to have uh, come to a point where Microsoft had Cortana. Mm-hmm. Now they have integrated AI into Bing. Google created uh, yes. Cortana, a.k.a. the first thing you turn off in Windows 10. Yes, okay. And something that actually disappeared by itself in Windows 11. Mm -hmm. So uh, Microsoft had Cortana. Mm -hmm. They gave up on it. Then they created Jet AI, Mm -hmm. which actually works. They changed the name or they didn't change the name. They just incorporated the Jet AI uh, interface into Bing. Mm -hmm. Google, on the other hand, had Google Assistant that was basically nameless mm-hmm. and then created Bard, mm-hmm. whatever Bard is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa is suspiciously silent now mm-hmm. because there is nothing uh, introduced uh, uh, from Amazon right now. Amazon is not even talking about AI. Nobody's talking about uh, that Amazon should be talking about AI. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should be talking about the Amazon because Amazon is the elephant in the room. And they have a huge number, probably tens of millions of Alexas out there, Alexa devices. Mm-hmm. And those devices could really, 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 really use uh, a little bit of artificial intelligence. Because what I'm thinking about right now is that all the assistants that we have right now, mm-hmm. 
uh, aside for the chat GPT, are completely unable to hold a conversation. They are able to answer simple questions, but if you are trying to uh, create a context and then uh, create sub-questions or sub-queries, let's call them like that, mm-hmm. uh, on a given topic, usually the assistants are completely clueless. So, for example, if I say, find me a nice red car, uh, the assistant, whichever it is, is going to ask me which one. I'm going to say, I don't know, whatever, my favorite brand, Fiat Multipla. And then uh, <laughs> I'm going to get pointed to a web page for the Fiat Multipla. And that's it. Uh, I'm expecting my assistant to try to actually assist me. I'm not expecting a conversation that ends after the first question. And this is the only thing that I expect right now from the AI. Mm-hmm. Because the AI is actually able to understand the context. And it is able to uh, understand the sub-questions that... Uh, are related to the object that you are talking about. Okay, two things. Yes. Thing number one, I hesitate to use the word or the syntax wise man. Okay. Recently told me that Alexa is nothing more than a marketing tool for Amazon. Yes. That's the first thing. And the second thing is I read about the AI integration into Teams. We haven't actually discussed this at all, but you also mentioned that you saw that. Yes. I would really like that to be something that can summarize all the million stupid meetings that I uh, that I cannot attend for various external partners when I have to. I had a couple of those meetings last week which were completely pointless. Um, I also would like to see that as a standard feature, not something that needs to be paid extra. I don't know how they license it, but I'm guessing E5 right, or something. R- right now, just on E5, uh, just for enterprise, and I think that is right now the biggest thing that they are, they are dealing with is that they need an enormous amount of processing power. Hmm. So they are trying to keep it uh, on just for the biggest customers that they have mm-hmm. because these are the ones that they need to pay attention to. Okay, so I would like that to see uh, to see that in Teams because, you know, one of the most famous memes of the past couple of years that exploded with uh, COVID, etc., was I survived another meeting that should have been an email, you know, that one. And I, for the most part, uh, I really agree with that because most meetings that I have to attend to, apart from the company that we work in, are so enormously long they're so boring they're always filled with people and most people don't talk about anything on the meetings or are just there to sit uh, and say nothing so it's pointless so to be able to have some kind of a summary of that would be amazing for me it would Uh, be an enormous time saver I would just say this if a Teams or whatever the AI is integrated into uh, achieves Killing a single meeting mm-hmm. that should have been an email, mm-hmm. I will be happy. Me too. Because because I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, once we come to a point where the AI is going to be able to uh, listen to a meeting, create a transcript, and then create a summary of the meeting, mm-hmm. and people understand that uh, two hour of meeting created a single page summary, or worse, a two sentence summary, I hope that meetings are going to become uh, less often. 
So this this was actually uh, an idea f- uh, from uh, my standpoint of being an actual IT user, but that's not the topic. I was just yes, suggesting but, but, but an the idea. The biggest problem, the biggest problem, is that we still don't have any idea what the AI is capable of. Mm-hmm. What we understand right now is that uh, neither does uh, Google or Microsoft or many others as because well. Because right now all the uh, examples of AI helping you seem to be quite uh i would say far-fetched so for example uh microsoft uh, was trying to uh, show off their ai uh on route planning so the trip planner that is going to mm. able to show you uh, how to plan your uh, trip to whatever and then there was an example on trying to summarize information on what whatever it was mexican painters whatever so basically pretty far-fetched ideas of summarizing information or trying to get the information in one place. Uh, Bard was, that unsuccessful campaign was uh, also trying to say, okay, what can you tell to, uh, tell, to, uh, tell to me about the James Webb telescope? So everything that we have seen so far seems to be uh, something that marketing thought out and said okay this is probably going to be the most uh, interesting thing to a normal person but but i don't see chips mexican painters and james webb telescope being something the normal person looks at looks at uh yeah i, I completely agree with you actually uh, to that point um what i know that most of the let's say personal assistants that you mentioned so alexa google assistant Uh, Siri, whatnot. I think that they are, if I remember correctly, capable of doing some basic stuff like schedule a meeting, write down a note to buy something, you know, basic stuff. But I don't know if they can do anything more than that because I really, really don't know. Uh, the problem is that, as I said, they lack context. Mm-hmm. So when you are trying to create a note, it's basically like uh, just writing down a note and that's it. You are unable to even... Uh, mention this note in another uh, sentence. So, for example, when you say to whatever you, uh, assistant you're using right now, when you say to you create a meeting for tomorrow for whatever, five o'clock in the, uh, in the evening, uh, and after that, if you say uh, please remind me of this meeting in three hours, uh, probably there will be no, either no answer or the assistant is going to uh, tell, uh, tell uh, ask you which meeting. Yeah, it, it's lacking pointer and context. Yeah, yes. I understand. So basically, basically all the assistants right now are uh, behaving like a, a person with a short-term memory loss that is able to partially understand what you're trying to say. Okay, that's, that's not useful. But what I see as useful, and this is something that I'm actually uh, pretty uh, interested in, is that AI is now becoming extremely powerful in understanding language. So, yes. So suddenly, and I mean suddenly, I mean in the last couple of uh, weeks, uh, I see that we can, uh, I can dictate, dictate in both English and Croatian language. Croatian language actually works for my speed of uh, talking. Which is Formula One speed. Which is which is Formula One speed. I can use the tools that I have on the on the internet to actually turn my uh, spoken words into something coherent. Mm-hmm. And it takes me only a couple of minutes to do this. So for me, this is one of the biggest things that I can do. Because right now I can prepare things and I'm right now 
uh, at the point where I can actually think about what I want to do and I can uh, skip over the boring parts. I already know, and this is something that was directly influenced by you, so thank you for that. I already know what I would like to see AI do efficiently, which is partially what you just mentioned, and partially something that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago when I was discussing your Windows 11 dictation something. One of the most, uh, let's say, time-consuming, energy-wasting parts of our jobs is writing down all of the necessary materials that we have to do for lectures and for lab work. This can be used as a metaphor. You can translate that into presentations for meetings. You can use that as shopping lists with some kind of context, whatever. It doesn't really matter. If some kind of a technology like this can help me write, just like the, we did, those two books that we wrote on Amazon, if it can help me transcribe that without me having to go through that five times and check it with Grammarly and check it with built-in thesaurus and whatnot, I am going to be a very, very, very enthusiastic user. That's one, one of the use cases. I think this is a big use case because uh, when it comes to people who are actually into uh, knowledge and trying to exchange knowledge, being it either trying to learn something or trying to teach something, uh, right now, uh, the channel that we are using is basically papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we are communicating between each other, we are writing papers. Mm. Papers have their own structure. Basically, papers uh, more or less always start from the point where a person who is reading the paper doesn't understand anything. So you need to at least uh, explain the basics. And then after this, you are coming to an actual conclusion of what you're trying to do or you're explaining the process and then you are coming to a conclusion. And I think that what AI is going to do is going to enable you to create the papers or create the, I would would call them data objects that are going to just consist of what you are actually trying to convey. And then the other other part is going to be able to uh, unwrap this data object in a way that it's understandable to them by just asking the AI to explain the other concepts that are not inside the paper. So... Basically, when you come to a new conclusion, solution, whatever, you are going to just uh, create a paper that was going to consist of only the relevant parts. Mm. And then you're going to let the AI uh, help the other party to understand parts that are not relevant or that are just general knowledge that needs to be understood. Basically, to parse and understand. Oh, that's an excellent idea as well. So So basically, this is going to change the way that we are exchanging ideas. That's awesome. Because I can then basically pick an idea. I can say, okay, this idea covers whatever, wireless networking uh, integrations into whatever, and then explain my my idea, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then you can ask your AI to explain to you the idea, and when you don't understand some, some part of the idea, you can ask the AI to explain it to you. That's awesome. So this is something that I'm looking forward to. Me too. And actually, to that point, just to, to give you uh, to give a little bit of context, both you and I are very fast typers. Yes. We can type quickly, like very quickly. I remember when we were doing our books, we were producing dozens of pages per day. I remember also some seven or eight years ago when I was creating a book for one of our, uh, one of our, uh, one of our courses took me four days to write a 140-page book, so we can write efficiently and quickly. But this is just another dimension. 
whichever way you look at it, it's going to speed up our process of producing materials by I don't know how much. I can, I like that a lot. I can tell you because I was trying to I was trying to do something and I was uh, I'm right now in the middle of writing some papers, and I was trying to see. Uh, what is the difference? Conference papers. Conference papers. So basically, I'm trying to explain uh, ideas to people who are not into those parts of the uh, into those parts of uh, those in, topics. The topics. So this part of I wouldn't call it science, but uh, in the topics that are cover, covering a domain that uh, people are not used to, uh, by using uh, tools that I have right now, I can write. Um, I would say three to four pages of uh, a paper. That is pretty simple. I can write it or dictate it. I can ask the AI to uh, go through it and to, to uh, simplify and to explain things. I can ask the AI to uh, fix all the errors. Mm -hmm. And I can go through it in probably for four pages. It took me under a half an hour. So this is something that is basically on another level. Mm. I'm not saying that this paper is amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm. I will probably call it poor, but the quality of the paper itself is poor. But it, if it takes me half an hour to create a paper that is poor, but is uh, completely okay, so it is a viable paper. It is able to convey my ideas in in a way that is probably not ideal, or I I call it poor, but it works. It's amazing because it would probably take me three to four hours, three to four days to actually create a paper like this. Mm -hmm. I would do a much better job, but at the same time, w uh, if I can just spend half an hour trying to convey an idea and then use the rest of my time to uh, think about something else or try to understand something else, this leaves a lot of uh, time for me to actually unwrap the things. I have another idea, yes? which would be awesome in that respect. And this is also applicable to so many other things. Imagine having the capability to just throw to the AI a bunch of PDFs, which you can do already now. Yes. Let's say, uh, let's say that you always publish some papers on specific conference, whichever it is. A lot of times people do that because they are familiar with the publishing procedure, the level required, etc. And this is something that you spend a lot of time learning about. This is basically contextual knowledge. Okay? So let's say that you take a, a proceedings, so a book of the conference from last year, from the year before, year before, year before, which are publicly available usually, or most of, most of the conferences that we write on at least. Just give that to uh, some kind of an AI so that it can learn not the topics, but the context of what the level of quality of that paper needs to be so that it can aid you when you're writing. That would already be, already be such an enormous time saver. Okay, but I can think of another thing. Uh, do we actually need conferences then? Yes, because, we do. Because the I can think of something that, let's call it uh, GitHub for knowledge. Mm -hmm. So basically, instead of creating conferences, because conferences right now are basically there for one thing, uh, they are trying to make the domain uh, experts uh, create objects, we're mm -hmm. calling them papers, that go through um, 
Pretty rigorous. Pretty rigorous expert uh, review review or checkup. Mm -hmm. So fact-checking and uh, checking if if everything is written correctly in order to be distributed uh, uh, among other peers. Mm -hmm. If the AI is able to do the fact-checking and do the preparation of the papers and everything else, why would I need a conference? Yeah, I know, but that's uh, probably it, one of the next steps. I was just referring to actually uh, you and me and other people in this field who do that and in other fields as well. Being the creative part of that and AI being the helping part of that, nothing more. Yes, but I think that this is going to work, but I think that in probably under Couple a year, years. Mm-hmm. probably in under a year, we are going to come to a point where actually reviewing the papers for the conference or trying to get the summaries of the papers in the conference is going to be pretty normal uh, by using AI. So we are going to use AI for this. Hmm. Right now, I can already do the summary of PDFs. Mm -hmm. Probably in under a year, I I expect that all the biggest conferences are going to offer the portals to their uh, papers or Mm -hmm. to their proceedings in such a way that you can use the AI to uh, query whatever you need to do. So you are going to ask the conference to explain to you a topic and then the conference itself or the conference uh, AI is going to uh, try to find what you're looking for mm-hmm. and then try to explain this to you. <laughs> and this is something that is going to be uh, event changing for the conferences because conferences are not going to be uh, the places that we have right now because right now the conference is not only the papers. Mm-hmm. The conference is also presenting the papers. Yeah, and peer, uh, you know, peer hanging review, out. Yes, but, but the networking, networking the peer networking is. is important. Mm-hmm. But presenting the papers isn't. Because if I'm able to say, okay... A I'll, lot I'll, of people I'll, will disagree with you. No, 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 but just give me, give me a second. If I uh, say, okay, uh, I have a conference in the next uh, three days. Uh, I'm interested in whatever the focal lengths of the objectives on the video cameras. Uh, and I'm going to a, a video camera conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm able to ask an AI to give me the summaries of everything that is going to be presented mm-hmm. and all the papers, mm-hmm. I can go to the conference and ignore all or, the presentations, uh, ignore all the presentations or skip over them and then actually use the time of the people who would probably waste the time presenting just by talking to them. We, so I can actually connect to the people and the person that I'm, I need to and then skip over the part where he needs to just throw the, his knowledge into the void, hoping that somebody's going to listen. We already both went through that process. It's called IT conferences. Yes. We, exa- we did exactly that. We got a bunch of PRs before the conferences started, read through them, write some, wrote some articles about it, and then oftentimes skipped on all of the PR events happening on those CBITs, Computexes, CESs, Macworlds, whatnots of the world, and just, you know, went in the city and did some shopping or some food or met with some colleagues and peers, and that's that. We already have a model. Yes, so, so I agree. Yes, so, but academic model like this uh, yeah. actually, actually is going to enable you to uh, reduce a lot, a lot of wasted time uh, in trying to, uh, I would say... Trying to understand somebody who may be boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong, but on a typical conference, there are different uh, presentation styles. Uh, 
When different topics, different the, areas, the, different fields. Let's let's concentrate uh, concentrate on the uh, presentation style. So, for example, you can have somebody who is talking uh, uh, quickly as me. You have somebody who is talking uh, much more, uh, much more uh, in a much more uh, not so dynamic way, like you. You can have somebody who is an introvert who is trying to represent something that actually makes sense. That is a big idea. And sometimes the presentation style is the only thing that is standing between you and the actual idea that you are trying to understand. Agreed. And if the AI helps me to understand this idea without the problem with the presentation style, I can then talk to the actual person and, uh, and ask him actu actual topical questions that make sense to me. Hmm. And this is going to save me a lot of time. Okay. Moving on from, from yes. our topics of discussion, professional ones, more to the, let's say, regular uh, people ones. I actually read you some of the presentation materials for AI as a general topic in the past couple of days. Not, not necessarily related to our topic today, because I, I was just reading about it because I was interested. Okay. And one of the things that a lot of AI-related materials, when you reach, uh, read the documentation tell you that uh, AI, among other things for regular people, are, is going to improve decision-making processes. And what they kind of like uh, show as examples of that is the idea of improving decision-making processes in finance, entertainment, and health. Okay, so I have uh, a lot of problems with some of those. But I'm thinking that actually uh, learning about contextual information about health and integrating that with some kind of a smartwatch or something and some sensors and maybe some other things as well is pretty much doable. I know that this is doable and has been for the last 15 or so years. Yes, but not correctly. And the problem is that uh, right now the only uh, thing that is standing between us and the actual uh, understanding of how the health actually works hmm. is the lack of data. And uh, I have been to a presentation that was probably 15 or 17 years ago, uh, and I have seen a sensor that was intended to be implanted directly into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So basically, it was a, a small sensor that was on the tip of the needle. The idea is uh, for you to wear it in, in your bloodstream, and it was able to uh, track something like 15 or 17 different metrics, different mm -hmm. metrics uh, from your bloodstream mm -hmm. in real time. Mm -hmm. And when I was asking why this isn't on the market yet, they said that the biggest problem is that they actually don't know what the metrics are. Because they don't know uh, how to distinguish between a person having a heart attack and person actually uh, jogging up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Because the metrics, metrics are similar. Metrics are similar and uh, a lot of context is missing. And they mm -hmm. didn't have the time or the... Uh, Data set. Uh, is no, no, they didn't have the uh, processing time required to be able to distinguish between those metrics. Mm -hmm. And trying to understand metrics after the fact is a pretty, pretty complicated job. It's not so, only that. It can be also useless. Yes. So When health is concerned. So, uh, but I think that there is a much more mundane use. Mm -hmm. For example, cooking. Oh, hell yes. Yes, because right now, when you think about recipes... Uh, okay, all the assistants are able to tell you how to cook something. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact, because I was trying it, you can ask your assistant at home to help you cook pancakes or whatever. But 
what right now assistants are unable to do is to enable it to say, hey, whatever, uh, I have eggs, I have flour, I have mayonnaise, I have uh, bacon, what can I do? So create the other way around. So create the recipe out of the things that you actually have in Contents, your yeah. In your, in your, Instead of telling it what you want to cook. Yes, because if I tell my assistant how to cook a pancake, he's going to tell me what I need, but I cannot tell it what I have and what can I do. So to give me ideas, between when, when, when it comes to cooking, a lot of people uh, lack ideas. They oh yes, they uh, know what they like. But when it comes to actually preparing something, they don't have any idea what to prepare. Or they have many ideas and then cannot decide between them. Yes, and then basically they just uh, fry an egg. So, yes. uh, so this is something that is, uh, that is, something that, uh, is going to help a lot because I can talk to my AI and tell it, okay, I have 20 minutes, I have these ingredients, what can I do? Okay, so th that would actually be something very funny to, uh, to do a big brother on me with. Because if on a scale on 1 to 10, uh, you could grade somebody, someone's cooking skills, I would be minus infinite. Okay. okay? So if I was uh, able to use AI to train me to become better at that, because inherently you can learn that. Yes, cooking is cooking is just a craft. Uh, yes. Mm, it, it's a little bit more than that, but yes. It cannot be thought, but it can be learned. That's uh, one of the common, common common metaphors that I hear for cooking. But it's not only that. It's about, uh, you know, uh, certain things require a certain amount of time for cooking, for, especially when you're doing something that's sweet, for example, cakes or something. It's very molecular. It's chemical reactions that need to happen, whatnot. That would require integration, perhaps, with some uh, additional sensors or something. But it would be very interesting to see that kind of uh, usage model in production. Yes, because it's it's pretty simple. And the other thing is that, uh, as I said, context. Mm -hmm. If you ask an AI how to create pancakes right now, it's going to give you, a, or the assistant, uh, sorry. Uh, if you ask it how to create pancakes, it's going to give you the list of the ingredients. You're going to be able to use those ingredients, and this, this is it. But if you tell the AI that you're right now preparing pancakes and you are, I don't know, mixing uh, stuff in the bowl, if you ask it when to stop, mm -hmm. it is able to actually understand what you're doing and go through the recipe and see how many seconds, minutes, whatever it takes to do something. So... But the, the minutes and seconds in that respect are not necessarily the only metric, but I understand. Yes, but let, let's say you are cooking a steak. Yeah, yeah. And you want a medium done steak. Uh, you have That's done via sensors. So uh, th this can be done via sensors. No, this is done in yes. in good restaurants via, you know, those. Yes, but, but the ballpoint figure is something that you can actually get uh, if you know the temperature of the meat, if you know the thickness of the meat, and you know the temperature of the cooking area. Mm -hmm. This can be more or less, I wouldn't say precisely, but for a ballpark figure, it can be uh, uh, calculated for a given piece of meat. Mm -hmm. I would like an AI that is going to remind me and say, okay, it took you two minutes, don't do it uh, uh, for more than 15 seconds more because you are going to overcook the meat or mm -hmm. undercook the meat because this is something that actually can be done. Mm, okay. Right now, it doesn't work mm -hmm. because we are not going into this area and I think that the biggest thing that we are going to see with the AIs, since is understand the is it is able to understand the context, 
we are going to see much more specialized things happening just because they can. Because uh, there is no need for a person or programmer or whatever to design a specific recipe or specific piece of code for each given uh, procedure. Okay. But AI is able to do it. Okay. So you can, you can just generally explain to the AI what you're trying to do and then it can uh, do the particular case of whatever you're, you're attempting to do. Okay, I have another example yes. where AIs are already used. I know that for a fact because I'm working with them in that area, but I'm still tr uh, I will try to explain this from the end user's perspective, not from a professional standpoint yet again. Safety and security of individual. Specifically, you get home and there are systems that are kind of capable of doing what I'm about to say. You know, you come home, you say to your assistant, Alexa, turn on the lights, turn on the cameras, to shut the door, blah, blah. That's all good. But looking at security from a little bit more, let's say, intelligent way, uh, to say to AI, monitor this, find this, be very aware of this, something like that. For example, let's say that you had a break-in and you say to the AI, I want you to search uh, uh, something that happened between X and Y without actually having to input that via keyboard, which you most most commonly have to do, stuff like that. Find a human being on that picture. Find, I don't know, uh, a stone that uh, that fell through the window when, uh, when, the, when it broke, stuff like that, contextual awareness yes, this, of that. This, 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 is, this is something that, that is already happening, but it's going to be much simpler for end user. Yes. But let's talk about what I was talking yesterday. Uh, the biggest hole right now that I see in, to be completely exact, in Windows is the problem that Windows suddenly got an amazing dictation engine and impressively lousy uh, way of navigating using the voice. Okay. Because right now, there is no simple way for me to use the voice when I have multiple monitors, multiple applications open, there is no simple way, a quick way for me to use the uh, different applications and switch between them uh, using my voice. Oh yeah, Alt-Tab surely works with voice. Yes, Alt-Tab uh, works with voice and I need to use the mouse and this is much quicker than using the than using the dictation because the dictation itself takes time. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to do something that's quick, so switch to whatever, Microsoft Windows is not good. Linux is even, even worse mm -hmm. because right now, uh, let's be completely honest, and because we like Windows, baby Linux, steps. Baby steps. Uh, I think that Linux is going to become uh, AI enabled after it becomes uh, a desktop primary desktop uh, experience. Oh, I'm looking forward to that episode. Yes, so I'm not. I'm not not holding my uh, not holding my uh, hopes uh, hopes high uh, for the Linux. Because right now I see that uh, you probably see one company that is suspiciously absent when it goes to, uh, comes to AI, and this is Apple. Okay. Because Tesla is pretending that they have an AI. Google has to pretend that they have an AI. Microsoft has presented the AI that sort of kind of works. Amazon... Is quiet. Most of them already have AIs, at least for shopping assistance yes, and whatnot. Yes, but yeah. But, but I'm going, Not I'm for the general public. I'm talking about the user-facing AI. Yeah, yeah, I know. So right now, Apple is pretending that Siri is AI, but it's not. It works 
fine. I'm completely fine with it on the iPhone. Don't tell me you're using it. Sometimes, yes, because I want to, I don't know, know what time it is uh, without uh, looking at my phone or being across the room or whatever. Uh, sometimes I just need to switch on or off the music. I do want to do something. So simple, simple, extremely simple tasks. Okay. But, uh, and this is something that is for me, it's uh, completely okay. But the problem is that right now, if I want to re a real AI uh, experience, I need to use the desktop. So we are probably going to quickly see what is going to happen on the on the mobile market because AI has to go into the mobile. Uh, it's especially absent right now. Chat AI is Hence the reason why I asked you to want chat GPT on a mobile phone a couple of episodes ago. Yes, and chat GPT doesn't actually work on the mobile phones. Didn't try. Uh, no, because the, there are no, I don't know about the applications that are actually using it. Uh, the reason is that the user experience or user interface right now is not meant to be used in such a way. Okay. So it is right now the user, uh, if you think about it, the chat AI or chat GPT user interface is basically typing and reading. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no dictation. Mm -hmm. You can use the dictation if you want to, but there is no explicit dictation. And there is no uh, voice reading uh, in the back. You can use the AI to generate voices. You can use the AI to generate a lot of things. But the primary for the prime candidate uh, for the AI uh, throne right now, so the ChatGPT, the primary interface is still the keyboard. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is going to change. Of course. But it is going to take time. Yeah, just like mobile phones went from and that to touch I want screen. to see. I want to see what is going to happen to the Windows or to the generally talking, uh, generally speaking about uh, user interfaces to all the interfaces that are right now centered on uh, mouses and uh, keyboards, because inevitably they're going to change. That's easy. I I can answer that question. Yes, go on. In a semi-humorous way, without being probably too far off from the truth. Welcome to Star Trek. This is one. This is one option. The other option is uh, welcome to the terminal command line. <laughs> because the command line makes much more sense when you're talking about uh, AI. Yeah, I understand what you want to say, but for normal normal people, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, we because are we are not going back to 1980s and to banks which use mm, use terminals. But. I'm not talking about uh, command line in, in such a way. I'm talking about a central. Uh, when you uh, when you take a look at the uh, right now in Windows, when we're using uh, text input, so voice input or voice typing, whatever it is, you have a central application mm -hmm. that is basically tagged on uh, everything else, and then this central application is uh, basically taking over all the applications uh, in order to enable you to input the commands. So basically, what we have is the similar thing that you uh, you also already have with the terminal. You have a central place where you input the commands, and then you get your data back in different forms. Okay. So I wouldn't be too too, uh, too surprised to see that this is going to be called not terminal, not command line, but voice command. Mm, closed caption. Yes. <laughs> But yeah. this is it. But that data transformation from one way to the other there is going to be extremely important. Yes, 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 and this is going to be this is going to be also extremely important for people with disabilities. 
Because, because my next question. Because we, I think that AI is going to help a lot of people with disabilities, and I think that it is it is going to help them in more ways that uh, more ways that we can actually think of, and this is because it can also think about other ways of displaying uh, data. So, for a given complexity of an AI, I can now ask the AI to try to explain to somebody who is, let's say, he, uh, he or she lacks uh, vision. I can try to uh, ask AI to talk to the person and try to explain to him or her what is something. Mm -hmm. So when you are trying to describe something, you are uh, basically bound by the way that you are explaining things. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have a universal AI that is able to talk to people, uh, it can take time that you don't have, you, 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 you don't want to have, or you simply don't know how to use. Mm -hmm. And it can explain things that probably a person can talk to. So we are going to become more dependent on uh, AI trying to explain things to uh, other people. Mm-hmm. And we need to also talk about another thing, uh, virtual companions. Yes. Uh, there, is already, there is already a couple of uh, services out there that offer you basically virtual girlfriends or uh, boyfriends. Oh, Lord. Uh, and some of them are actually able to talk to you by voice. Oh, Lord. And they're able to send you SMSs. Oh, Lord. So uh, there is a lot of things happening out there. And some of them are not so nice. Oh, holy. Mm, I think I blew my foot off. Yes, 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 yes. I think that uh, your, uh, there is a, there is a, today there was a meme uh, about, I'm not going to explain uh, what the image was, but uh, we all know that right now AI has its own problems. Mm -hmm. One of the problems that AI has is that it is unable to understand how a human hand looks like. Looks like. Human hands. Hands. Okay. So if you if you Google uh, AI, if you Google uh, hands, you are going to see the problem that uh, is uh, with the AI the uh, AI's vision of human hands because hands are an interface. In hands are respect. an interface, and uh, the problem is that uh, hands, when they are generated by AI, sometimes have too few or too many fingers, uh, <laughs> they look different. And uh, the problem is that for a person who is actually used to looking at other people, you, in your brain, you have an interface that is able to instantly recognize body parts. Mm -hmm. And there is something deeply disturbing when you see a body part that doesn't look the way it should be looking. You mean you, how you know it should look? Yes. Yeah, I understand. And this is a big problem. Okay. I have... Uh, so there, there was a meme, because mm -hmm. uh, stuff like this actually probably makes you cringe. Yes, it's a picture with curled up fingers on a guitar fret. On, on a guitar. And it's this very is... difficult to explain, but it's funny as hell. Yes, and the problem is that uh, now there are doctored images, so created images, that have people uh, hugging each other and they have seven fingers, six fingers, four fingers... Uh, they are lacking, in t they have two thumbs mm -hmm. on, on, on each hand. So you can now see what the actual uh, AI-generated images are. Mm -hmm. But this is going to change. The images are going to become uh, better. Okay. 
I have four topics, four, uh, three small and one big topic that okay. I would like to discuss with you before, uh, before we end the episode. First one you kind of already mentioned right now, which is AI art. Okay. The second one is uh, using AI in autonomous vehicles. Okay. Okay. The third one is uh, a concept of some kind of a universal AI, which would okay. do everything. And the last but not least, and a topic that we are probably going to cover in multiple multiple podcasts, is the story of ethics and morality of AI. Okay. We can just start that topic. We don't have to go into details, but let's go one by one. First one, AI art. Let's forget about copyright infringement for a second. Okay, not okay. the topic that we discussed, because it's pretty clear what's happening in that respect, and there are huge class action lawsuits happening all over the world by authors and by entertainers and by the industry that creates various sorts of art in that respect, uh, because AI, generally speaking, is kind of still doing either copyright infringement or intellectual property infringement, whatever. It doesn't really matter now. Not, not the topic of our discussion. What uh, I haven't looked deeply into this. You mentioned some things to me today which kind of made me think about it. What do you think about that? First, let's talk about co copyright infringement because no. let's, let's be completely honest. Uh, when a certain... Okay, let's talk about music because you are the music person. Okay. When you see a new style of music becoming popular, uh, somebody gets a Grammy for whatever the style of music is right now interesting. Suddenly, a half, uh, six months later, you have probably tens, if not hundreds of copycats that are basically sounding the same, uh, looking the same and trying to be as close to the original act as possible with, without without least uh, effort principle yes least effort principle so we already have this derivative work mm -hmm. the only the only difference is right now that you need to actually if you want to create uh, not copyright infringement but uh, things that are so close to copyright infringement that actually they actually infringe in the copyright so basically copycats the only thing that you need right now is the studio, you need the producer, and you need to be able to reproduce the whatever uh, sound there is. AI can do it uh, by itself. Mm -hmm. But you're doing the same thing. I'm so, not. So, from the end user perspective, yes, you are. Because if I'm unable to uh, uh, distinguish one singer from another, mm -hmm. because they are made by the producer to sound the same, look the same, and basically... Oh, mass-produced music... Yes, so, okay, I get so it. this is something that is already done. If the AI does it, it's not copyright infringement. It's just boring. Welcome, and, to, welcome to the end of the thought process in yes. music arts there, because actually that's one of the reasons why you have such hugely popular pop, rock, whatever acts today that exclusively do everything themselves, exactly to, yes. to oppose that, what you just yes, said. Yes, and this is, this is nice. Yes. Because... Uh, there is basically a couple of a couple of types of people who enjoy music. One type and one the, uh, one uh, important subtype is are the people who uh, find a niche that they like, and they they need or they want to uh, see or hear as much as possible similar music that uh, for this type. Yes, and this is where the AI is going to shine. Mm -hmm. You basically you're going to say I like whatever uh, the band there is 
and do will, something for me that's similar to that. Yes, create me a radio stream of six hours that is going to be say, the same. Mm-hmm. It is going to be completely fine. Yeah. Uh, Spotify and all other services are right now basically doing this. Yes. Because they, when you are uh, uh, picking uh, picking any um, artist or any producer, you can tell the Spotify to just create a radio for you, and it's going to be basically the same. Yeah. So, uh, when it comes to this part, this is going to be enormously successful for the AI. Okay. When it comes to creating new music or creating new music, I'm not sure. Because I have two opposing opinions. One is that people are going to try to do the same thing that they did with the early synthesizers. So they're going to experiment with the AI, uh, throw, throw things around, and then tell to, tell to AI, okay, I'm now acting as a decision uh, network. I want to de- I'm deciding that this looks okay, this doesn't look okay, and then create me more of this. Mm-hmm. So AI in art is probably going to first behave like this. Because the person... You mean need guidance. It's going to be needing guidance, but it is going to enable the artists to be much more creative. Because okay, I'm going a to... Less metadata work, in a sense. Yes, basically what I'm going to say is, okay, I need to create an ornament for my uh, wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, create me 10 different ideas for the ornament of the wall. Because mm-hmm. all of you already have this. Yes, I know. Uh, when the AI tra- is trying with the instable diffusion or in the um, other AI uh, interfaces... Basically, what it creates for you are the uh, examples and just uh, the ideas. Then you choose the particular idea that you like, and then it is going to refine this idea into something that is actually usable. Okay. So, uh, for the art thing, I'm not thinking that AI is going to create problems there. It is going to take a little bit of using, uh, use, uh, getting used to, because... It is the same as in this short that I posted. Uh, this is a tool. If I'm writing something right now, it is considered a must that I need to uh, do the grammar check, do the syntax check. I need to do maybe use the thesaurus. And basically what needs to happen is that my document needs to be uh, created in such a way that it doesn't fail any normal checks inside the word or whatever uh, mm-hmm. word processing or software I'm using. Okay. Uh, is it the same thing with Chat AI? Because if I ask Chat AI to, uh, or any AI uh, that there is, Grammarly, because Grammarly is an AI. Yes, which works rather well as well. So is checking with Grammarly, that is something that you should do, the same as checking with uh, ChatGPT, which is something that I shouldn't do because it is infringing into uh, territory of creating? I understand. So where okay. is the where is the difference? Where is the line? I don't know, but lines will have to be defined. That's I'm sure we agree on that. No, you no. don't think that there will be lines that need no, to be drawn. No, there won't be lines because uh, the AI is so capable of uh, basically covering up uh, up after itself. So that uh, the lines, if you draw the lines uh, right now, I think that this, this is going to be mostly useless. Uh, Okay, you don't have enough, uh, uh, let's say, of a data set to do that properly, and you don't have the people in politics who understand that. So, yes, yes so, I so, so I think that uh, embracing the technology mm-hmm. and say, saying, okay, this is the least that I, needs to be done. So every paper needs to go through the chat GPT and to be, uh, I, would, I would say, uh, rewritten in such a way that it actually makes sense. 
so that uh, use uh, uh, normal uh, errors, normal omissions, normal uh, mm. problems are omitted. Mm-hmm. So this is something that needs to happen. Okay. I think that this, uh, in general terms, is going to be a good thing. Because it is going to create a world where you are not going to get mad about people not being able to write. So this is... Even the, though we consider that to be essential for any human being. Yes. Okay. So, but it makes, it. Me, it makes me mad when I see a simple note that was written by somebody who doesn't know how to compose a rational thought. Or a simple sentence. Rational thought. Uh, so I would like to see something that is going to help me understand what this person is uh, telling me. Okay, there is a fundamental difference between text and music. Okay, okay. But It's a big one. And uh, uh, I'm not passionately uh, like representing the music as, the, uh, as something that's on a higher plane or uh, something that's more complicated or whatnot, because text, if written in a specific way, can also evoke a lot of images just like music can, okay? So uh, the, the synesthetic effect of that, of something being interpreted as, as colors, as scenes, etc., okay. et can happen for both. I understand, because I know people who, who have that, who have that uh, capability as well. I would still say that music is just a little bit more dimensional than just the text, therefore a little bit more complicated, therefore... AIs are going to be a little bit lousier at that in terms of creativity uh, than when uh, than we're, when we're talking, uh, let's say, compared to when we're talking to it about text. Okay, I'm completely uh, with you on that point because we are going to first uh, solve the text problem, then we are going to solve the music problem. There is no music problem. Then we are going to solve the uh, images problem, and then we are going to solve the movies problem. What AI Because, is going to generate yes. your movies in accordance to the ideas of your head. Yes, basically you are going to say, okay, uh, so create, create me a movie that they're going to like. And Firefox, it's... Clint Eastwood, think yes, in yes, Russian. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, I get so it. The problem is going to be that you are going to come uh, home, you're going to say, okay, I have 20 minutes, create me a movie for the next 20 minutes that I'm going to like. And the AI is going to be able to create this for you. But, That's awesome. <laughs> yes, but people are happy with this. Yes, I know. Otherwise, people wouldn't be uh, watching a Mexican TV series that has 450 episodes. Of doing this, uh, the same thing doing all, the same over thing again. all over again. <laughs> so this is... This is even... But that's your favorite thing, drama, man. Yes, but the problem is that uh, I think the first thing that is going to happen is that AI is going to be uh, telling itself... This is wrong. This is you completely know what? wrong. I have it. I know now. Mexican soap operas are the precursor to Twitter. That's what it is. Or TikTok. I think that the first, uh, the first uh, thing that we that is going to uh, announce the arrival of the sentient AI is going to be the AI that is going to say, okay, everything can work, uh, art can work, everything can work, but Mexican soap operas need to be. Eliminated. Excluded from the data set. That's awesome, man. So, okay. But let's talk about okay. let's talk about things that are more important. Okay. Uh, you were talking about... Uh, so the next topic is car, AI, and decisions. Yes, because uh, art usually cannot kill you. But uh, AI can. Yes. And cars can. Mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, when we are talking about moving large objects uh, at uh, large uh, at uh, high, velocity. high velocity, this is a problem. <laughs> so uh, people are squishy, and uh, when you run into them, they basically die. So this is a big problem because right now, AI is not intelligent enough to be able to drive a car. Uh, what whatever Tesla is telling you, it's wrong. Uh, okay, we have seen this uh, hundreds of times. Uh, I, rem I remember a Mercedes commercial 10-15 years ago about uh, it's what is actually AI it was just a system that was able to stop before you hit something and on the presentation of that it hit a wall mm, I think it hit another car in the in yeah, the fog yeah. yes, yes, and it yes. was in top gear as well yes yes yes. I yes, left yes. my ass off on that yes but the problem is that problem is that uh, uh, I am uh, much okay uh, both you and me, we are into IT and we have seen things that other people haven't. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, the quote from uh, Blade Runner. I'm talking about uh, we are pretty skeptical about uh, big advances in the technology. In huge steps, yes. Because huge steps in technology usually do not exist. Mm -hmm. uh, this AI right now is a big thing, but this is a thing that has been... 20 or so years in the making. So this is not something that we have uh, seen right now. This is not something that has happened in the last uh, two weeks. It is something that has been going on for the last 20 years. Uh, I think that the AI, first thing that it uh, did mm -hmm. was when it was able to beat a chess champion. Oh, big blue and stuff. Yes. Okay. When they understood that they can work without uh, doing the brute force method of uh, playing chess. Yeah, breadth and depth for search methods. Yes, yeah. so, so basically when they understood this, and then right now if I told you that an AI is unable to play chess, you would say, what? No, no, uh, there's actually a huge controversy in the chess world because yes. everybody's using it. Yes, them. but the problem is that uh, 20 years ago, uh, you could distinguish a computer uh, from a human because human was able to play chess, computer didn't. Okay. So this is something that has been in the, in the working for, uh, uh, for decades. So telling people that suddenly your AI that is unable to uh, this, the, uh, count the number of uh, fingers on the, on the mm -hmm. hand is able to drive a car and it is going to be safe driving a car is right now a problem. Can I share something with you? I had a very interesting uh, conversation with one of our students. Yes. Coincidentally, our uh, our Red Hat architect, uh, one of the architect students, about advancements in technology. So we're completely in line with, uh, with what we are discussing right now. And he was harping on and on and on about uh, the fact that our generation and a lot, a lot of generations prior to us didn't invent anything, blah, 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 blah. I listened patiently to all of the BS that he said, because he's too young to know better. So I didn't judge him. And I set him straight because that's my role in his life to kind of like to tell him to uh, look for a better data set before um, stating something as if it was true. Out of that conversation came, came actually a conversation about artificial intelligence and uh, machine learning and neural networks. We had that discussion. Okay. Then. So a question for you, because you said past 20, 30, whatever years. So short history lesson. Do you know when first neural networks were invented? 
I would go probably with something like 60s. No. No? 40s. Okay. So it was 80 years ago. Okay. I'm 1944 or something. I'm like completely that. fine with this. I, I'm, I didn't say that to correct you. No, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, completely, I'm completely fine. Um, putting things in, in the in context of time. In the perspective. Because, but, again, every information, this is a quote from our show that both of us liked, every information is useless unless you give it the context. The other problem is this. Uh, when we are talking about any AI, we need to understand the context. This is the first thing. And then we also need to question the assumptions. Absolutely uh, true. So... Right now, we are creating uh, the idea of the self-driving car mm -hmm. around the assumption that uh, humans and AI need to drive on the same road. Mm -hmm. And the reasons why the roads look like this right now is, uh, first, you need to have uh, intersections because you need to intersect the roads. You need to have traffic lights because people keep uh, kept driving into each other. You need to have signs because people need to understand that there is a... a people coming a, from opposite direction. No, 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 the, the turns, the twists and so on. Uh, you have lines on the road because uh, people tend to run out of the road uh, when you lose the lines. <laughs> Welcome so, to Taiwan. So the context right now, the road context itself, in the assumption of driving on the roads, is that you need to use the signs, you need to use the roads, you need to use the lines, and so on. That this doesn't necessarily have to be true on the on the concept of signs, etc. That can be programmed, yes, in some sense into the AI. Yes, but if you, it ha it has to be a connected. Okay, network, let's let, let, let's do a quick idea. Uh, do you think it would be quicker if we said that we need to drop the uh, uh, speed inside the city? to 20 kilometers per hour, mm -hmm. but people are not going to stop at all because the AI is going to keep driving at 20 kilometers per hour all the time. It is just going to have a small uh, place to stop outside of the road without any intersection, without anything, and it is going to avoid crashing because it can avoid crashing. That versus what we have now. Yes. Because I'm completely sure that if you create pods that are going to be I wouldn't say walking speed, but at a speed that is probably a speed of uh, average bicycle, but that they're able not to stop inside the city, that this is going to be much more efficient than uh, actually using the car and stopping on every intersection. It would be actually good to do some kind of research on that because I read about ideas yes. like that. Yes, so this is the thing that we need to think about. I know what's not going to happen. Uh, people not driving. No, uh, what's not going to happen is those pods that you are discussing and stuff like that are not going to build be built under the city and it's not going to be on rails and it's not going to be, uh, you know, fast moving objects, hundred something miles per hour. I'm just uh, hinting at the direction of the podcast that we like. Yes, but uh, I, I, don't see, I don't see uh, the idea of uh, trying to uh, create another set of traffic rules, another set of traffic so that the people can drive on the roads and the other traffic driver can drive through either the um, under the city or mm -hmm. over the city. We have those concepts already. Yes, but I think that the biggest thing is that uh, all of those concepts uh, start with the idea of the road is sacred. Mm -hmm. People are going to drive on the road. Mm -hmm. So in order to 
stop traffic from colliding, we need to either fly mm-hmm. or go under the city. Mm-hmm. And this is... Not ve- necessarily true. Not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, sentient driving right now does not exist. Uh, the reason why it does not exist is because there is too many. Th- uh, there are too many things happening uh, mm-hmm. at the moment, and you need an insane amount of processing power inside your car mm-hmm. to do this. Because when we are talking about all the AIs right now, hint hint 5G. Yes, but even with this, when you're talking about all the AIs right now, mm-hmm. they have an enormous amount of processing power behind the scenes. You need an enormous amount of processing power to be able to uh, do uh, decisions in real time uh, in hundreds and thousands of cars. Mm-hmm. So this is not something that is viable right now. Agreed. It is going to be viable in uh, probably five or six years, but I don't think that this is the uh, way we are going to go. Two things. Completely agree with you. Two things. Looking, uh, again, we are still talking about traffic. Okay. What is the most underused way of traveling in the cities? I honestly don't know. I'm I'm inclined to say uh, bicycle. No, not by a long shot. Okay. Rivers. There are a lot of cities with rivers that are completely unused, which can be used for a lot of traffic if you wanted to. Yes, okay. To that okay. point, legal frameworks in many countries include, uh, let's say, uh, London is a perfect example. Yes. It has Thames, it has a lot of uh, actually traffic happening o- on it, but not as much as it could. It has uh, parts of it that are speed limited and parts of it which are not. And you can freely drive at whatever amount of million miles per hour, as long as the water is susceptible to that, of course, and nobody's going to touch you and you can get from point A to point B very quickly. So just saying there are other ways. That's why I said not necessarily the only way. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely uh, understand that there are other ways because there are other ways that have been tried. There are uh, overhanging cars, there are overhanging uh, trains, there are... Uh, Buses that are on, uh, high on the rails, like yes, going yes, above. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, that so a, well. a, lot of, a lot of things have, have been happening and a lot of things have been tried, but... I don't see this uh, being influenced by AI. Mm-hmm. I see that this is going to be influenced by actually uh, trying to optimize the traffic. Because right now, the traffic has come to a point where uh, having an individual drive a car and wasting basically a lot of energy, a lot of space on his moving around is something that is in the long way in the long shot completely unnecessary and unsustainable okay so we are going to solve this problem uh, one way or the other and my second point to quote of uh, something from top gear while i'm mentioning it that the self-driving cars like ai based self-driving cars have been invented a long time ago they're called taxis yes and uh, if you know your sci-fi, you probably know the Heinlein was uh, talking about moving uh, sidewalks. Mm-hmm. So basically moving roads that were moving you around mm-hmm. on the rollers. Because, Reference system to yes. put differently, yeah. Yes, so this is something that people actually tried. Uh, there were some experiments uh, on uh, with the moving roads or the moving sidewalks. Because the idea was that the sidewalk is going to move uh, uh, across the town and mm-hmm. we are going to use uh, sidewalks that move at different speeds to go on and off. Mm-hmm. And then you are going to move with the sidewalk. And it makes sense. 
because San Francisco used to have a tram that was uh, pulled around uh, with the with the wire, and it is pulled around with the wire yet still. Yeah, and that weird thing. Yes, yes, yeah, it still yes, exists. Yes. It still works. Yes. So, okay. so these are different things that uh, we can we can talk about. But can you imagine? I don't know uh, San Francisco style tram mm-hmm. being driven by an AI, so that the AI only needs to make a decision when to uh, grab the rail and when to grab the brake. I could theoretically think about so, that. So, yeah. w- w- why not something like this? Why should why, why, why should it be why should it needs to be a electric car with an enormous amount of sensors? Why? It doesn't. Yes. A lot of airports prove that point very eloquently. Yeah, so, so, so all well, most of the trams on I don't know Frankfurt Airport are completely so self-driving. So let's, let's say that self-driving cars are something that is not something that is going to uh, necessarily solve necessarily the problem. Necessarily solve the problem right now. Yeah. What is your third point? Universal AI. Do we need some something like a concept or a standard or something that's going to bring us closer to the idea of using AI universally for most of the things that we need? Let's say it's human beings. No, but we are going to get it. Okay. Because uh, this is inevitable. Something like XML uh, for human beings is going to happen. So it is going to be called YAML or XML or whatever or JSON or whatever, but it is going to happen. Because the AIs themselves are going to be needing to exchange information. Right now, uh, we already had a problem. Okay. There was a, there was an experiment with two AI, AIs a couple of uh, years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they developed their own language. Okay. Because they were trying to exchange information, and they and were the inefficient. That this, the problem with uh, spoken word is that the spoken word is inefficient. Uh, we use mathematics in order to be able to exp- expedite uh, exchanging information about numbers and information about things that are numerical. So I don't see a reason why AIs wouldn't uh, create their own language. And their languages own were not invented to be efficient. Yes. So uh, let's call them languages because they're used for communication. Yeah. So basically standards for the communication between the AIs is something that is going to happen either way. So you think it's inevitable? Yes. In the same way Completely. in which Thanos was inevitable? Yes. Okay. And the last topic that I wanted to cover before we finish our episode is related basically to give a hint of something that we are yet going to discuss, which is related to the morality of using the AI. Okay. How to approach the topic of ethics and morality when AI is concerned, having in mind some of the topics that we discussed today as well, you know, copyright infringement, uh, let's say stepping on toes of various types of artists, copy, copyright infringement in books, scientific things, whatnot. What's your opinion about that? I have absolutely no idea. Because uh, well, we well, let's, seen... let's try to start this in another way. Do you agree that some kind of unified framework is impossible for that? Yes. Okay. Because the problem is that we, as a human species, uh, right now don't have a singular idea what moral, what ethics is. So different... If you want to say we kind of got lost along the way, I would agree Not only this, but... I don't think that there was even a point in time when everybody as a human species had the same idea of what moral and what normal is. That's impossible in such a huge number, but yes. yes. Yeah. So uh, right now, I don't see that we are going to uh, be creating a moral compass for uh, the universal AI suddenly because we, didn't, we weren't able to do this for thousands of years for ourselves. So how can we 
suddenly reach a sudden consensus of what is okay. I have an idea what's going to happen. Okay. I think we're going to micromanage that in a sense of 100 million lawsuits, 100,000 different laws, sub-laws, whatever, decrets, whatever you want to call them. And in the end, it's going to solve nothing. Because we're highly efficient at being inefficient that way. Yes, and this is the this is the as I said the, my scenario for the, the AI taking over the humanity. We are as, not in Terminator movie yet again. Yes, but I think that it is not going to terminate humanity. It's just going to tell people, okay, please stop moving around and killing each other. So because this is what is, is the biggest problem with the humans. If you want to ma- uh, if you want to help humans live with each other, they just need to stop moving around and trying to kill each other. Agreed. And that's it. You give them food, you give them shelter, and you tell them, okay, no weapons. Stop killing each other. That's it. Okay. So, I and agree. this is this is probably the most universal uh, ethics that you are going to see. Other than that, I don't see I don't see anything else. Okay. Because we are, uh, I'm just right now uh, looking at the idea of singularity. You know what singularity yes, is? Yes, of course. And they are telling us that the universal singularity is probably seven years from now. Okay. Based on a metric that is completely uh, made up. But uh, I see that the 20 years of uh, AI development that I I was talking about is suddenly becoming weeks. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be even uh, even quicker as the time progresses. So even if I take into, into consideration the same thing that I'm doing right now, so writing a paper... Uh, when I started writing my paper a couple of weeks ago, the tool set that I had then was different. No, is not the same tool set that I have right now. And that's good. But it not only changed in a way that uh, is a small steps into the right direction, it completely changed. The tool set that I had two weeks ago is something that was unable to do what my tool set can do right now. So... This is not only incremental, this is exponential uh, growth. And I don't know where it is going to end. I don't Nobody believe does. in singularity as such, mm-hmm. but I think that somebody, something is going to happen. Okay. I, I do hope that this is going to happen before the wars. Yeah. Because usually good. the human solution to everything is uh, trying to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> as the history shows. Yes. Okay. That was awesome. Well, I'm done. I'm not done, but uh, let's for the time call, let, let, let's call it an episode. Yes, uh, and thank you, uh, thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm Yas- uh, uh, he is Yasmin. I'm Vedran, and we'll see each other in the next episode. Yes, thank you, guys. Bye.